Welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, and I am with, as always, Alicia. Hello. I want to say something about the hungover Alicia because uh, she uh, might have partied a little too hard last night. And so I'm going to carry her through this. <laughs> I'm a little rough today. No, you actually, you're doing quite well. I, when My you, brain when you, feels like it's going to fall out. When you texted me earlier, I was like, this might be a rough one. But you look like you're well put together today. I'm something. That's... <laughs> Gosh, it's my five-year anniversary, my my husband, so I was like, let's drink. Congratulations, five years. Happy anniversary to you and Roy. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. We're together 10 years this year, so. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And here's to many more. Hopefully, before you know it. He doesn't get sick of me. Well, I keep waiting for Bobby to say she's done with me, but you know, we we keep trucking along. Yeah, I was going to say, she's a tripper. She keeps... Puts up with your bullshit. She does so. put up with my bullshit. All of it. She's a. Uh, she might be tired of hearing me talking about podcasting all the time now. So you know, I, probably I probably ought to just hold back a little bit. But she's Bless good. Her heart. She's so good to me. So, well, how was your? Uh, how was your week? Everything good? Yeah, got a lot of stuff done. Working, man. Let me say, and you know this because you're doing two podcasts too. Doing multiple podcasts is a trip like it's so much work doing one is a lot of work but then when you've got two it's like well don't forget i'm a three-time podcast three veteran oh yeah murder nerds yeah murder nerds golden image and uh two sop two sop yep good gravy jeremy i love to hear myself on the radio it's just <laughs> pretty awesome it's well deserved it's too great it's it's been really interesting for me i have been watching the numbers and i have been you know really kind of paying attention to, and and Tusop is is just off the charts. Yeah. Want to thank everybody who's listening. Um I want to thank uh our Tejas crew down there. Yes. They are killing it. Their numbers are amazing and their people listening are outstanding. Their energy, I was talking to Skylar about this the other day. Their energy is so good together. It is. I love listening to the three of them just give each other a rash of shit. Oh my. Because- and you know, actually, uh, giving Logan that rash of shit is is so much fun. <laughs> you know, I've been doing it for years, and those guys have been doing it for years. That's why they're so good at it. But uh, yeah, it's listening to them together and doing what they're doing is is perfect. Oh and, yeah, and I love it. It's I'd listen to it. Uh, I, I'm excited because I don't hear their episodes before before they air. Mm-hmm. Because I just kind of let them do their thing. I mean, those guys are audio producers down there, and I trust everything that they're bringing out. So I don't listen to them until I actually they post. Really? So I listen to them in, uh, every Wednesday morning when when Tusop comes out, and just enjoy every bit of it and laugh my ass off. Yeah, at the, it's the stupid, so fun. The stupid shit that they keep doing. Yeah. And you know we feel bad for for Bose and crying in a Spectrum band. I do. So, you know we do. <laughs> give a give a little poke there when we can. <laughs> well, it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I uh, I have talked to many people, and we 
are getting on the uh, Boozier side. We've gotten a couple of nice little rave reviews. Woo-hoo. Shout out to Jenny Baker for for uh, being an avid listener. She is a big Murd Nerds fan. She's list- she's listened to almost all of them. That's awesome. I think she's a couple short yet, but uh, she did listen to the Paranormal one the other day. She got to ours. You know, she made her way to, to the Galvez episode. Nice. and And uh, she was very excited about it and good things to say huh and it was really cool because the people in her office she starts telling all about it and i'm like oh i wish i had a business card to hand out to everybody so we can you know get everybody to those to those link trees and we're working on that we're gonna have business cards real soon with with all that information on it but shout out to jenny thank you for being an avid supporter yeah thanks jenny so today my case it's not a case we're not a murderers yeah (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry, guys. My, uh, what, what do I want research, research topic. My research topic has taken me to a place that has always really intrigued me. And I'm not a big, avid, you know, paranormal chaser. I like to watch all the shows and shit on TV, but this place always intrigued me. I think for two reasons. For the amount of hauntings that are in this place. And the fact that it's actually relatively close to us here in Northern yeah, Indiana. Yeah, so close. Yeah. I mean, in like four hours, we could be there. I mean, that's relatively close Let's to go. in general. We'll talk about that oh. a little bit later. Because <laughs> I have some information at the end that I want to share with you, and I just want to see what you, what you think of this information. Oh. But I'm going to take you down to uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Mm. which is supposed to be one of the most haunted hospitals in the United States. Boom. Are you ready? Yeah, I just, hospitals are creepy anyway. Well, you know, I I work in a hospital. Yeah. And me personally, I've never seen anything in there, but I've seen pictures. (gasps) From your hospital? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, well, we had an, I'm sorry, I'm getting off. I'm getting off topic here, but we have a we had an outbuilding that they turned into offices, but it used to be like a drug rehab center. Okay. Okay. And before that, it was I. It's you know it was like an uh, an old old folks home type thing. But they they've had at that time you know they had they've had desks in there, and I've heard stories of this old building. We actually shot the video for Crankshaft Glory's, uh, which one was it? Intent? No, it wasn't Intent. It was Ledge. The song Ledge, we actually shot the video for that in that building. Oh, my God. In, in the back stairwell, because I love this back stairwell. So we shot that video there. But, yeah, there are people who have seen things in this building. And we had a delivery person that would not enter the building because she was hypersensitive. Oh, my God. Yeah, she wouldn't go in there. So when we cleaned it out, I was stuck with the last of the records that that would needed to be taken care of properly. Properly. And I was in that building all by myself. So you'd be sitting there. I'd be on the on the basement floor working, and the elevator would just open. Shut the fuck up. And I'd be like, "Yo, I ain't got time for your shit right now. Just go back upstairs." <laughs> well, that's what you gotta do. You gotta just tell them to leave. Like, I yeah. don't want to deal with you. I don't right deal now. with you right now. 
But, you know, in all honesty, the debunk of that was, as I'm pretty sure that those elevators are set to open, you know, like every so often to kind of keep everything kind of rolling. You know, they'll go yeah, up and likely down. Yeah, excuse. That's, I'm going to go with that, <laughs> but I, I've been told that that's, that is part of the mechanics of it. Every once in a while, they just won't set. They will move yeah. and go back down, and then they'll keep open Keep it all greased up, yeah. all the wires and... But when I'm in the hospital and I round the corner and and the, and the door opens up and there's nobody getting off of it, it just opens up. I'm like, hey, thanks. Can I get on the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to go to Waverly Hills Sanatorium today uh-huh. and have some fun with this. But I want to give you like um, uh, some brief background of of the place and the property before we get into some of these stories. And I do want to go floor to floor. Because there really is so much on each floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to do that. So just to start off, my sources are the the real WaverlyHills.com, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. as always, uh, Kindred Spirits on Discovery Plus and YouTube. Okay. Uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved Network. Okay. Sam and Colby, they're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They did an investigation. Uh, AmericanHauntingInc.com and CourierJournal.com. Got a lot of sources. There was a lot of information. Oh, my God. It's a lot of sources. Well, as we go through the floors, I'll talk about this a little bit more because, you know, you watch these guys do this investigation and they briefly talk about what's going on. But there's not really a, a background. So I had to get in and try to I wanted to have some background to why what this is yeah so let me start with some brief overview of of the history of waverly okay mm-hmm. uh in 1883 uh the hayes family specifically thomas hayes bought the property for his family okay okay he realized that it was so far away from the schools that he built a little schoolhouse on the property for his kids huh okay he hired Lizzie Lee Harris as the teacher for his for his children uh-huh. in this schoolhouse. She was a big fan of Walter Scott's Waverly novels, so she named it the Waverly School. Wow. And then Hayes and the family liked it so much they just called it Waverly Hills. So the whole property was called Waverly Hills. Okay. Right? And so they start off with this little two-room schoolhouse that they just built for just for just the kids to learn. As time progressed, then in the uh, 1900s, that severe outbreak of tuberculosis happened. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much why Waverly Hills is what it is today. So TB or, you know, the White Death was really, really bad down there by Louisville. Because the Ohio Ohio River runs through there. So there were so much um, wetlands and all that stuff in that area that it just kind of held it right there. I did so, not know that. Yeah, it was, that's why it was so severe right there because all the wetlands from the river. From the Which Ohio makes river. sense because TB, you, it gets in water droplets, yes. right? It can be spread through water droplets. Yes. Wow. Yeah, isn't that wild? I mean, it's crazy to think that just because of the wetlands, that's why it just kind of hovered there and just kind of took in. Um, So to help contain 
this outbreak, they decided to build onto the schoolhouse and turn it into the what they call the two-story wooden sanatorium, mm-hmm. which at that time only housed about 50 patients. But the outbreak was so bad, they uh, decided to go and build the two bat wings on it. Okay. And they did it in like record time. Really? They built this thing in as fast as they could because the outbreak was so bad. So originally, my understanding was it only was good for about 500 patients. That's a lot of people. They had over 2,000 <gasps> in this building at one time. Oh, no. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? The, the look on your face right well, now. Well, I feel like I remember seeing pictures and mm-hmm. they had people like beds right next to each other, like in hallways and stuff. Exactly. Even. And I'll, I'll, let me tell you about that here in just a second. Let me let me finish up here. Yeah. Uh, they opened the two air pavilions in 1926. What are the air pavilions? Aha. Uh-huh. I wondered if you were going to ask that. <laughs> what the air pavilion was is they thought the treatment, the best treatment for TB was fresh air and sunlight. Okay. Because back then they had no uh, antibiotics for any of this. They're mm-hmm. just trying to treat it as naturally as they possibly could. So the open air was the fifth floor. Okay. So there was no windows in this fifth floor. They just had the rooms, and then they would wheel the beds out onto, like, the little terrace area out there. Mm-hmm. So the sunlight and the fresh air, would all the patients would get as much on that. That's, so that's why you've seen that picture of all uh, those beds okay. lined up there, because they'd just wheel them out, and they'd wheel them around from the side. However, if... There was on the back side because the you know Waverly the the winds and the sunshine would only come from a certain direction. If they took them to the other side of the fifth floor, that was the terminal area. <gasps> so there's always that speculation of if you're sitting there and you're like, well, at least I'm on this side today. <sighs> but if they wheeled you to the other side, you pretty much knew that it was you were done. Oh no! Yeah, isn't that wild? Let me tell you about some of the treatments. This is going to be horrific. This is horrific. So they have no antibiotics. Mm-hmm. They don't know what what to do. So now we have to get into some experimental procedures. So are you ready? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. They would open up the chest cavity. They would, one, one idea was they remove the ribs and deflated, not all the ribs, but like, you know, six to eight ribs. Oh, not all of them. De- not all <laughs> of them. Yeah, just them. most of them. And deflate, hoping that the, that deflate the lungs, sorry, that it would help rebuild and, you know, and whatever. But they also tried expanding the lungs. So they would put balloons in there and expand them out, to try to help them, you know, get more oxygen into, into all that. They also did, uh, they removed the muscles and stuff like that to help to help the lungs breathe a little bit better because mm-hmm. TB is it gets into your lungs and it just kind of sits in there sits right? in there and it sucks it up and it doesn't allow your lungs to to expand to breathe so they're doing all this all this weird stuff. One of the worst treatments that they did was they they would crack you open and leave it exposed and then put ultraviolet light. <gasps> Stop it! Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like getting a sunburn on the inside. Yeah. Good Just trying to burn it out. 
Yeah, they say that anywhere between 8,000 and some say 50,000 people died in that hospital, in in that sanatorium. Why are the numbers so... The numbers are so askew because they don't have any actual physical records of how oh. many people. Because the problem was people were dying so quickly that they couldn't really keep up with it. So you know what they did? Did they do like mass graves or burnings? No. They built what they called the body chute. Oh, my God. Because so many people were dying so quickly. Now... You know, it does different things. There's different ideas on how many, you know, the numbers are way askewed. There's one guy that said there was only 150, which I find that way, way too low. Yeah, yeah, I find that way, way too low. But that's just one thing that I read was like, no, this doctor said there's only 150. And these people say there's 50,000. So you take your, you pick a number out of thin air and we'll go with that one. You know, let's, let's go 30,000. Today on here on (laughs) Tusop, we're going 30,000. So they build this body chute because people were dying so quickly, they didn't want the other patients to see how many people were dying. So they built this body chute on the bottom, and it goes out the side of the hill into a waiting hearse where they would take it to the trains, and they would take them off to be disposed of. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, it's like a factory. Like a- it, Very, very similar. Very similar, but they say that uh, there's all kinds of stuff. I didn't get really too much into the body shoot. There wasn't a ton of information, but we will we will just touch on that a little bit later. So, what's the reason to not like they didn't want the other patients to panic that, and like exactly. revolt or freak out? That or is exactly what they wanted. They didn't want anybody like seeing all these dead people and then just be like totally freaked out. Try to keep some sort of. They'd have to know, right? <laughs> I would think that you... Hey, Bob, how's it going? What the fuck happened to Bob? Right? Where is Bob? Bob was just here. No, Bob's down in the body chute. Yeah. No, he's... They left him out in the sunshine for a little too long. <laughs> he got a sunburn. Oh. So, yeah, so the TB thing at this time in the 1900s was just, you know, insane. In that... I don't know. 1930, uh, TB was on the decline... And in 1943, a new medicine had become available, cool. which what we know is, is probably just an antibiotic at this point. And in 1961, Waverly closed, but it was reopened in 62 as a gen. gen what is that? What's the word? I'm, I'm horrible. It's an old folks. You know what is it? Geriatric. Geriatric. Thank facility. you. <laughs> a geriatric sanatorium. Um. And the stories of the patients mistreat grow from there. The mistreatment of the of the older folks in there. In 1982, the state actually closed the facility for good. Good. So it's no longer a geriatric. Well, that is a big word for Jeremy. It starts with the same sound as Jeremy. 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 Oh, Jeremy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, it has changed hands several years. I think there was people who were going to kind of refurb it and put it like a, you know, like hotels or whatever into it or, you know, like that like sounds like a, like a good now. idea. Let's yeah. take it from a, a haunted hospital to a haunted hotel. Why not? I mean, come <laughs> oh on. Oh, my God. You might as well charge for a room if you're going to be in there. You know, if you're going to be That's in true. there looking around, you might as well give them a room, place to sleep oh or not. Gosh. 
Because I don't think I will. Um, anyway. Nobody's going to sleep there. <laughs> um, it was bought by uh, Charlie and Tina Matterly in 2001, and they are the current owners. So a lot of these investigations that you see online are, there's interviews with her, with Tina, okay. who takes the investigators around and shows them all the all the spaces that they want to investigate in their overnights. So, Do you know how much they bought it for? No, I do not. I'm curious. I didn't see that. I didn't even think about even looking into that. Because, I mean, it's like run down. So would it be like super cheap? Or do you think it'd be like really expensive because it has all this history? I don't know because they are doing a shit ton of reno to it. Are they really? Yeah, they were, they're working on renoing it. Like they were showing the, the top floor where pretty much all the original concrete was all busted out. They came in and redone the whole top floor with some new flooring. You think that's a sound structure? I don't know. For being built in, what was it? 18? Uh, it was, orig- well, you got to remember when they built the, when the they schoolhouse. built the schoolhouse was uh, 1883, right around there. And then in 26 is when the new hospital, 1926 is when the new hospital was built. Hmm. And it was built quickly. I'm shocked that's not like protected under historical building laws. I'm sure that there's some sort of historical site to it, but I don't see why they couldn't, you know, reno it enough to keep it up to date and yeah. structurally safe. Because, yeah, you know why. We'll talk about it later. I don't want to do that to you, but we're going to talk about it later. I do want to make one important note. A little side thing here before we get any farther. Once you came to Waverly, you were not allowed to leave because they were afraid that you would take the TB back out into the public. They were trying to keep it condensed just to just to that building. If you worked there, you lived there. So like the nurses and, the, and all those people had places out back behind that they stayed in, that they slept in and stuff like that. Are you going to get to how many medical staff died? I don't, I never, never come up with a medical staff number. It really, I mean, obviously they did. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about the, the nurses and cause there's a couple nurse uh, hauntings up there and we're also going to talk about the children. Oh no. Yeah. You keep hitting these kids. I, I, no, I'm that, not wait, kids. Wait a minute. I ain't hitting no children over here. <laughs> you keep going to these topics of kids dying and being good. There's nothing scarier than a, than child, a child ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, child, yes. the child ghost is always the worst the because they giggle and it's high pitched and Logan wets his pants every time he hears it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, the children, you know, of the families had no other place to go. So they actually had a, a space for them on the fifth floor at one time for them to stay. Obviously, when when it becomes so bad and they had to bring actual patients up there, they moved the children off to another place. But I'm not really even sure where they took them to. Maybe they took them off back. But a lot of those kids weren't sick. They just, their parents were. And yeah. that was pretty much it. And we'll talk about Timmy. Timmy is the most popular uh, ghost, and that was his his parents were in there. So we'll talk about him in a little bit. Oh boy, it's actually a, it's a it's a yeah it's a tragic story, but it's kind of 
kind of sweet because I, I got a little add-on to it that I that I found last night while I was finishing up my research. So, you okay? My stomach made it. Your I stomach's drink, over there making noise. I drink a now. whole <laughs> bottle of mead, and my stomach is like, no, thank you. So it's making all kinds of horrific noises. We're Setting keeping the tone. It, we're totally keeping it real at Two Stop tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with the partnership from Golden Mojo Entertainment, the star of this show, the United States of Paranormal presents Cryptid Crate. We know now that in the earlier years of the 21st century, this world was being watched closely by intelligence greater than man. Cryptid Crate. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box featuring cryptozoological creatures and paranormal themed items to wear, read, and collect. Each box contains four to six items of independent artists, mass-produced items, and even some items only produced for Cryptid Crate. All items in the box are worth more than the cost of the box, such as stickers, books, t-shirts, buttons, custom coins, and more. Cryptid Crate is now offering a junior edition for kids, featuring t-shirts, handmade plushes by Cryptid Comforts, and a few other child-aimed items. If you aren't ready to subscribe, Cryptid Crate offers a mystery sampler box that includes a coupon code for a discount for when you do decide to subscribe. To get 25% off your purchase of a mystery box, use code USPARANORMAL. Just remember, if your doorbell rings, it's no Martian. It's just Cryptid Crate. So in this investigation, I want to go through floors, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I, I made some notes. I'm not reading a script. I'm going to tell you the stories that I that I remember from from all my research. So let's start with the first floor. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the morgue. <sighs> so in the morgue, they have the they have the body refrigerator. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Where you know, I don't think they spent a lot of time. Body, I don't think bodies spent a lot of time in those refrigerators. But during the uh, Sam and Cody YouTube investigation, that's where they kind of started off at. And they were talking about, it wasn't them that did it, but they were talking about with the people who were giving the tour of another investigation team that actually had come in there to do an investigation. And the one girl's like, well, I'll just, I'll crawl in there. Into one of the like body thing? Oh, no. Yeah. So they give her a radio. She gets into the thing. They slide her in there. Oh, fuck no. And then they leave. They leave the room with just her inside of the refrigerator slab thing. 
I'm sure there's a specific name for it, and I'm sure I'll get called out on it, but. Cooler box. <laughs> Let's call it the cooler box. So they leave the room, and they wait a few minutes, and they don't hear anything, so they try radioing her, and there's no answer. Mm. Right? So they wait a few more minutes. They radio her. They, nothing's going right. Nothing's coming back. So they go back in there, and they look in, and she has crawled all the way back to the very back of it and is in a, basically in the fetal position crying. And when they got her out and they finally were able to talk to her, she said that as soon as they left the room, she started seeing shadow figures running back and forth in front of that little door. And she tried to radio them, but the radio wouldn't go out. Are you freaking serious? And she tried to get out. She tried to push herself out because, you know, those things wheel out. Yeah. And every time it would go out so far, somebody push it back in. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, so and this hits so many. I'm super claustrophobic. I cannot deal with, like, being inside a coffin, like, the thought of that like makes me want to vomit. So knowing that this is in a tight little space uh-huh. and then she's seeing these fucking figures mm-hmm. and something's holding her back. Yeah. And not allowing her to come out of there. And the radio's dead. The, That's yeah. just asking for it. <laughs> but I thought that was really, I thought that was really interesting that they, uh, they told that story. And, and oh. I think that's just a, that's a great piece of what kind of a place this is. You know no one what I'm saying? should do that. Like, what did she think was going to happen? I'm not sure. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I'm not an investigator. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys put themselves in some really, in my mind, some hairy situations. Oh, for sure. Just to get that. She well, got what she I think wanted. she might have got more she had, than she bargained for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why ghosts are scary. And that's why Alicia would rather fight a human than a ghost. Uh huh. And Logan's the opposite. He wants to fight a ghost. He'd rather, yeah, he wouldn't. I thought he would run out like a screaming girl. <laughs> he said in the last episode, one of the last episodes, that he would rather, like, or no, I'm getting myself confused. Yes, he would rather fight a ghost. Well, because he thinks sure. he's like the worst, the worst, uh, Paranormal is an actual human being. Yes. Yeah. The boy in the wall, in case you guys missed that, was a great episode. <sighs> that was awful. All right, Alicia, you ready to move on to the Yeah, next let's floor? go up to the next floor. Okay, so we're going to go to floor number two. Do they get worse from here? Maybe. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I shouldn't say that because I found nothing about floor number two. Oh. There was no, there was no information. Everything is, you know, the quick thing about the morgue on floor number one, and then three, four, and five. That's pretty much where they don't you even. Know. What's two, four? I don't know. They don't I, know. I don't know idea. I'm thinking it was like an admin area and, oh, okay. and so on, so yeah, so on and so forth. But I, there was really nothing about floor number two. So like entry discharge, kind yeah. of that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. no, the discharge was in the body chute. <laughs> oh, that's terrible, Golden <laughs> Jay. You shouldn't say that. Yeah, the look on Alicia's face right now is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, ghosts. Didn't mean to. They're going to come haunt you. Yeah. So there is talk of a little girl on floor number three. But I could not find anything on her. I hunted and hunted. And none of the, none of the, 
investigators actually really ran across anything, but there have been sightings of a little girl just running around in floor number three. Of course, there's shadow people. You know about the shadow people. Don't like them. And Not a fan. They're just, they come out of everywhere. And there's also talk of a man in a trench coat with fuzzy hair. What? I know. And I'm just going to throw those out there because I don't really have stories about them or anything like that. But this is just some sightings that, you know, that people have talked about. And the, and the tour guides telling the investigators of the ones that I watched, this is what was going on. But I do want to tell you about William and his dog. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So after years after, um, you know, the, the hospitals closed down. They have a lot of trouble with squatters. Okay, naturally. You know, and people breaking in and doing all the bullshit that stupid people do. Vandalism. You know, vandalism, yeah. you know, spray paint the walls and stuff like that. Well, they got in there one day and they found uh, a man named William and his dog. Mm-hmm. And they were like, listen, you can't, you can't stay here. And William's like, listen, you know, it's starting to get into the colder months. I really need a place to, to crash out. Is it okay if I stay here? I will patrol and keep people away. Okay. And they were like, reasonable. You know why not? He's not really he's not really doing any damage. Basically, he set up a little room. Um, I had a room number, I thought, but apparently I I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. But he had a room that he fixed up. You know, had all his stuff in or whatever. So one day they come over, and William's nowhere to be found. What? Yeah. He's just gone, and they and this he'd been there like three or four months, but they went in and he they couldn't find him and they're like well maybe he moved on yeah you know that's that's possible he's just maybe he's got the weather's warmer it's time to travel, so they didn't really think much of it until about three four or five days later, and they started smelling something oh no they found William and the pupsters. <gasps> Down the elevator shaft. No fucking way. Yeah. But somehow they figured out what happened to him. Three men came in. Oh. And beat him and threw him down the elevator shaft. That's awful. Isn't that terrible? And his dog. And his dog. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Don't <sighs> do not do anything to the dog. Yeah. He's it's innocent. just a dog. He's innocent in this. So, you know, obviously they clean this up. And I don't know exactly William's age, but this becomes important in a second. So they figured out who the three men were. Somehow they got it worked out. But those three guys, well, William found his revenge. <gasps> <laughs> All three of these guys who they speculate had beat up William and and pushed him down the elevator shaft apparently had come back to the property and at different times they didn't all this didn't all happen at once they were all killed on the property no shit and they're pretty sure that William got his revenge on the three guys that killed that killed him. The cool, interesting, bizarre, weird thing, like I said, I don't have an age, but they said that all these men died at different times in different years, Uh all died at the same age that William was when they killed him. 
Oh my God. Way to go, William. Way to kick some ass, boy. And his dog, too. And his dog, too. But William and the dog can be seen on the third floor. No way. Yeah, he's still there. He's still hanging out. Protecting the land. Protecting the land. What a badass. I know, right? I like William. <laughs> he's the one you want to talk to when you go there? Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with William. We go to the third floor, we find William. Find the pupsters. <laughs> ding, ding. William. <laughs> but they say that they see the dog a lot on the third floor. Really? Yeah. Specifically the dog. Specifically the dog. Huh. Isn't that wild? That's super crazy. <laughs> did they, like, have a reason? Like, did they, obviously someone murdered them or... But they there don't... was never, they didn't really get into a lot of detail about how they died. Okay. They just all died back on the property. That's where they found them at. Like, one was on the railroad track out back of the back of the sanatorium. Really? The other one was up around around the edge of the building. But yeah. You so the think three... like the first guy that went out there, the other two would be like, maybe we shouldn't go back out there. I'm thinking not go. But... Yeah. Or they were lured. William lured them. Oh. Stealing like copper out of the building or something. <laughs> well, there had to be a reason for those three guys to be there to begin with. So yeah. maybe that was it. I don't huh. know. Maybe they. Maybe the dog did it. Maybe they're like, oh, look at the pretty puppy. Yeah, I know that puppy. The dog. Yeah. yeah. Wild. So I thought that one was a really interesting story, and that's not one of those that you really hear a lot about in all the all the investigations that I've watched prior to actually doing this research. I've never heard of William and his dog. No, I've never heard of that. But I have heard of Timmy. Let's hear about Timmy. Timmy was a ten-year-old boy. Timmy's tale is tragic from the very beginning. So Timmy was one of those kids that lived there because both of his parents had tuberculosis and were upstairs. And eventually both of his parents died. So Timmy was just kind of the foster kid of Waverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Timmy got in a relationship with a nurse not not a relationship i shouldn't relationships the wrong word i'm sorry he he made a very tight friendship with one of the nurses her name was uh mary uh, hoggart okay mm-hmm. timmy had two items that were pretty much his he had a ball and he had a little music box oh. a little wind up music box and he loved these two items. I, think, I do believe his mother gave him the music box. So he loved these two items. Well, Nurse Mary always kept telling him to be very careful with that music box because it's a wind-up and it's very delicate. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and 10-year-old kids, you know how 10-year-old kids are. Yeah. You know that better than anybody. Yeah, I've got a 10-year-old you know. son. <laughs> <laughs> they are aggressive with it, and he ended up breaking it at some point during during all this. So, But he still kept it. It was still you know in his possession. One day, Timmy was on the roof because there was a playground. They had built the the playground up on the roof for the kids to play at. That is so sad. And Timmy fell off the (gasps) fifth floor to his death. Oh, no. Now, there's still speculation. They think maybe he might have been pushed off. They say there was a man, there was a witness that said they saw one one of the men 
uh, was standing next to him. They and they don't know if he was. They don't know for sure if he was actually pushed off or like a real man or like a ghost like a real man. man, like a real like an impatient one of the patients there. Oh my god, what a fuck! I know, right? <laughs> Who would push a kid? I don't know. Maybe oh, he won. Timmy. I don't. Maybe he won this ball, or I don't. I don't know what the reason was. They couldn't really pin it on him, but you know, it was one of those witnesses that saw they saw this man standing next to him or whatever at one point. So, but yeah, Timmy, Timmy died by falling off the top of the roof of, the, of Waverly Hills. What a sad life. So, in the investigation, you can take a ball onto the third floor. And you said it there. Now they say you have to be super, super patient. You can't just you you just don't set the ball down and be like, kick the ball, Timmy. Right. <laughs> well, come on, you got it. Just kick the ball. You say you have to be really patient, but if you roll it down and you wait, Timmy will roll the ball back to you. So he's still there playing ball with you. I hate that so much because it's so scary, but it's also really sweet. <laughs> So you want some more about Timmy? Yeah, tell me about Timmy. And Nurse Mary? And Nurse Mary. So I told you that Timmy and Nurse Mary had a very tight friendship. She would go up, actually, and play with him on the roof for hours. And, you know, play ball and all this different stuff. Kind of like his keeper. Pretty much, yeah. I think she she fell in love with this little boy. Yeah. When he died, she asked administration... If she could have that music box. And they said yes. Now remember this music box. He had broken it. It's all messed up inside. This is now one of her prized possessions. Mm -hmm. So she has it. On her mantle at home. Mm -hmm. Because this after everything's kind of closed down. Then she actually moves on with life. And and you know she doesn't have tuberculosis. She goes back out into the real world. So she's at her house. She has this music box, which is her prized possession, her, her reminder of Timmy and, and all that. So she's got it setting up on her on her mantle in her in her living room. And one day she was um, in the kitchen doing some dishes or whatever. And all of a sudden that music box started playing. So she went in and she, she opened it up. And by now all the inserts or all the in stuff is gone out of it. And it's just an empty, it's an empty box. No way. And she just smiled and she said, thank you, Timmy. Oh. For reminding me of our friendship and how much I miss you. That's so sweet. Isn't that, isn't that a great story? Yeah, this isn't even scary. No, it's not. Sorry. No. It's not paranormal. <laughs> but I thought that was. No, uh, the story, the whole story really isn't like of Waverly is not so scary so far it's so just kind of heart- so far it's just kind of heartwarming except for the girl who put herself in the box let's not do that let's not do that that's yeah. not a thing you want to go do no okay well, it makes up for it with these sweet stories <laughs> well damn i better stop with the sweet story <laughs> you know no more shadow people we got rainbow people yeah yeah i told you it was rainbows and unicorns yeah rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and happy this week. fairies this week so that's pretty much for the third floor. I mean, I think Timmy and the ball is probably one of the really cool things that you could go and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, if you could go there and play ball with Timmy, why not? I mean, that would be like the cool thing. You know, you're playing with the kid that can't get yeah, out. Exactly. He's, He's just trapped. Stuck. Yeah. yeah. You ready to move to the fourth floor? What's the fourth floor? The fourth floor is the creeper floor. Oh, oh! Y'all thought you did. You want sweet story? Yeah, let's go back to the third floor. <laughs> oh, back to Timmy. <laughs> Timmy was a was a sweet little boy. 
Well, the thing is, is Timmy, Timmy never got sick. Timmy was never sick at Waverly. Yeah. Just he just fell off the roof. A casualty to yes. Waverly. A casualty to a lot of things. You know, losing both his parents and, yeah. So on to the fourth floor, Alicia. Here we go. Only two more floors to go. These are where the stories really start to get thick. And I wasn't kidding about the creeper. Mm-hmm. It sounds bad. They say that the creeper, it's a shadow creeper. They say that this creeper will crawl out what? on the floor on all fours and then start to go up the walls what the fuck? and onto the ceiling. I don't know. Nobody knows what it is exactly. There's a lot of anger and a lot of hate. It's in just this like building. manifested into a yeah. creeper. <laughs> um but the fourth floor is probably one of the most active floors. So that would explain why the creeper's on that particular floor. Mm-hmm. There was just so many voices that people catch, so many EVPs that, you know, all these investigators run across on the fourth floor. They say they see doctors and scrubs walking around. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Don't want to see that? I don't want to see that. But didn't you just ask me at the beginning of this podcast if you wanted to go? Because it's so close. Yeah, and I'm going to stay on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play Where, with Tammy. Where's Alicia? She's playing with Tammy. <laughs> um, Sam and Cody, in their investigation, heard footsteps in room 402. And one of their EVPs that they caught was, get the fuck out. <laughs> Can you imagine? You play it back and you hear, get the fuck out. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I was I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Kindred Spirits was one of my sources, which mm-hmm. I stated early on. They went back to Waverly or, uh, later because of this next story. They didn't feel like they came to a conclusion they didn't feel like they really fulfilled their what they were there to do and it revolves around a man named john mitchell okay okay i'm gonna try to i'm you know like i said i made bullet points so i'm trying to keep my story straight they brought in do you know the psychic chip coffee yeah yeah, yeah. everybody knows chip so they brought in chip and chip's kind of wandering around doing his thing and and he's Ended up ended up talking to an orderly on on this floor uh, the way that only Chip can do it. <laughs> and he talked about this orderly had actually killed several of his co-workers in oh this building God. and what stuff like that, break? you know? What? What is going on? This land is like, just leave. Just a bit, leave it alone. Just, just Don't mess with it. But the... The Kindred Spirits people actually focused in really heavily on this John Mitchell. Mm-hmm. What had happened was, is John contracted TB. So John was a patient. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this, John finds out that his wife, after three months of being at Waverly, is having an affair. Oh my God. Okay. The man she's having an affair with, his name was allegedly, I'll leave that at that, uh, Charles Chester Curlington. Okay. 
and Charles was an abusive dude. Oh. And apparently one midst the ball of this, smacked her down, she hit her head and killed her. Oh my God. So John finds out his wife's having an affair and is dead. <laughs> He's stuck in Waverly because he can't leave because he's got the he's got the TB. Uh-huh. So his seven children. Oh my God! Now are out into foster care, and there's not a damn thing he can do about it. And he's just depressed. He's sick, so on and so forth. Well, John ends up dying. Oh. John is not. A happy ghost in Waverly. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> yeah. Originally, the ghost that they caught on their EVP session early on was super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was Charlie. They thought it was Charles because of the the anger. The EVP was, I mean, was horrible. I mean, it was like... Forgive me, listeners. It was, you know, that kind of stuff. I hated every minute of that. That was horrifying. You know, that was a no that he said. They were talking to him, and he's like, you know, Chip gets in there and says that this this spirit is does not like the the male investigator. I can't remember his name. I apologize. He wants to kill him. I mean, yeah, he's Chip's like he wants to kill you. He wants you dead. But they can't quite figure out why Charles is there because Charles was never a patient. Yeah. As the episode goes on and the twists and turns happen, they realize that it's John Mitchell. And he is one angry dude. Yeah. And he got to the point where he was manifesting around corners and (gasps) touching them and they could see him and yeah. It was it was bad. So if you get a chance to go watch any of the investigations, I I really highly suggest this this kindred spirit episode at Waverly Hills. It was really good, and it left a lot uh, on the on the table for you to listen to as far as their EVPs and stuff like that because they got a lot of a lot of information from there. Wow! But that's why they want to go back. They they want to go back and try to help him kind of calm down and pass on because yeah. they think that, I mean, he's, he's so angry. But yeah. He's stuck there. He, you know, he's angry because his wife had cheated on him. He's angry that she was killed. He's angry that his seven kids, you know, were shot out into foster care. He's angry that he died of, of TB in this place and he couldn't do a damn thing to help his children. Yeah. I don't blame him. I'd be pissed too. Yeah. He can't let go of the earthly things that yeah. happened. John's room, in case anybody's interested is 424, and that's where you'll find him. He's still stuck in his room. He's still stuck in his room. That's sad. Yeah. Poor guy. So many, so many stories at Waverly. You ready to go to five? You ready to go to the fifth floor? Let's go to the fifth floor. We probably ought to get to the fifth floor because I have a few more things to get to, and we, <laughs> we're pushing we're pushing almost an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. So let's go to the fifth floor. The fifth floor was known as... The TB of the brain floor. 
A lot of people thought that it was the mentally insane floor, the people that got TB that were mentally unstable. That's why they took them up to the fifth floor. Okay. But it wasn't. It was just that the the, the, the TB had actually gotten into their brain, so they thought. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but that's what they thought, so they would put them up up there. They're probably because that's where your creeper and all those people come mm-hmm. into play because they were mentally unstable. But it was all it was just known as the brain floor. Of course, people have seen shapes in the windows and and heard disturbing voices. And they say that when you're on the fifth floor, you have an urge to jump. No. Yeah. Ew. Even one of the investigators, I can't remember which one, was standing there. Is like, I just have an urge just to jump off this roof. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's insane. Imagine like being somewhere where the energy's just so thick. That it's like, I wonder. I you. wonder if it feels like a heavy. Um, you know how you have like a hot day when the humidity's so high and it's just the yeah, air like is so hot. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if that's what it feels like being in there. Well, and it's like, is it is it an urge to jump because you want to hurt yourself, or is it an urge to jump to get away? Oh, nice. Huh. I never thought about it that way. I thought it was an Big urge brain. to be. An urge because they were like, go ahead. Yeah. Jump. Coaxing. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Jump. Mm-hmm. I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Alicia's face right now. I hate, it. <laughs> I hate creepy voices. But the most famous death at Waverly has to be the nurse of 502. Okay. The nurse of 502 is uh, Mary Hillenberg. Once again, allegedly. I don't know that for sure. I heard she was 29 years old. And one day, one of the maintenance guys was coming up. And he's... My understanding was, is when he got to the fifth floor, she would always be there waiting for him to get off the elevator. She was always expecting him. Well, this day, she wasn't there. He rounded the corner towards her room. Her room was 502. And he found her hanging. That she had hung herself. A lot of say, a lot of people say that you know she was very depressed, you know, and and I could see that with all the stuff going on. But allegedly, she was pregnant, and she had gotten pregnant by one of the doctors who was married. Oh shit! And you know, obviously, he didn't want anything to do with that, you know. So he just kind of blew her off and blah blah blah. So she couldn't handle it, you know. Some say. She even thought she had tuberculosis. Yeah, and that the 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 amount of anxiety of passing that on to her baby was was way too much. Mm-hmm. However, there's also another story. There's a story that the doctor performed an abortion on her, oh, no. and it went terribly wrong. Botched, and so he hung her, strung her up to make it look like a suicide. Some say that there was way too much blood to be on the floor around her for it to be hanging. Yeah. So a lot of people believe that the doctor scenario is... He murdered her. Yeah. Wow. But she is one of the biggest attractions to Waverly because she is very active. Some say 
that she has a lot of energy up there and that she you can actually see her from time to time or there's a lot of voices and and stuff like that so it's one of the most it's one of the more famous uh ghost hauntings of waverly hills it's one of the ones that i hear about the most and Mm -hmm. most people when they go there that's where they want to go they want to go up to room 502 so that year was 1926 when that happened when she hung herself there's a second nurse um that happened later uh 1932 where she jumped off Oh. And committed suicide off the top of the of Waverly. But and once what year it, was that? That was nineteen thirty-two. Was this before Timmy? I don't know. I don't I don't know. Cause what if she pushed Timmy? And then jumped herself? No, like as a ghost she pushed Timmy. Oh. And people could just be. think they saw somebody up there. That could very well be. I don't know. Do you want me to look into that? Yeah, I do. Let's see what year, what year Timmy was there and died. Because what if that urge is like from her, if it was before her, or if it was, and it was like that. Well, I mean, if that's the, if, if she was depressed and, and, you know, wanted to do that, then I would think that that anxiety and, and that feel would actually still be there. And yeah. maybe that is why people feel that way. That's yeah. very good. And that's, I didn't even quite put that together. And that's, I mean, maybe Timmy just didn't trip or accidentally fall he jumped because he had he that feeling could be but some say she was pushed off too so i mean oh shit yeah i take that as however i mean i like your explanation a little bit better but you know once again it's it's speculation on 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 the parts of nobody knows nobody physically saw her jump mm-hmm. nobody physically saw her get pushed so it's it's hard to say but yeah it's just assumed yeah but wild Nurses just, I mean, nobody was sacred up there. I mean, everybody was plummeting to their death or dying of TB or, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So the body shoot, I want to talk about the body shoot real quick because it's not, there wasn't a ton on it really. I, I've heard the, I've heard the stories of the body shoot, you know, people sleeping in the body shoot or staying down there, you know, late at night or whatever. But, you know, of course there's the. You know, they see shadows, they hear footsteps and voices. I mean, this tunnel is really, really long. Is it really? Yeah, there's steps on one side of it, and the other side's flat where they put the coffins on it, and then they had a winching system that would winch it down. To and Once again, it's something else. I heard they would go to hearses that were waiting to pick up the coffins. I also heard that there was a train, the train, they would just load them into train cars right there. So. Yeah, I think I that's what I've heard before. Is I, were, it was I a train. Did, yeah, train. You've heard the train before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I did hear a really cool explanation of the body shoot. You want to hear it? So, the BuzzFeed group that I was telling you about. Yes. Uh, what was it called again? Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved Network. Mm-hmm. They went down into the body shoot, right? And he called it... He called it Satan's Concrete Butthole. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in because I thought it was awesome. He's like, that's this is like Satan's it. concrete butthole. I'm like, damn, that's nice. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, that's my uh, stories from Waverly Hills. That's wild. It's a lot of stuff that goes on there. And the whole, like, like you said, the energy there has to be so bad because there's nothing but loss and death and 
sadness and then they all have to live there. So you're just surrounded by that constantly. Mm -hmm. You can't leave. You can't do anything. So like your mental health has to be just completely out the window. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you're not dying, you're watching people die. You're watching the guy in the bed next to you die or you're, you know, you're the nurse or a doctor. You're trying to help and there's nothing you can do. And you're you're eventually doing horrific things. examinations on these bodies trying to figure out how to cure this and uh, yeah pain and suffering i think was extremely relevant there Mm -hmm. at waverly hills well and getting tb has to be like a horrible way to die well like you're just drowning exactly i think that you know i can i can die any any other way i think drowning would be the worst to go i don't want to i just do not want to drown it's just that feeling of helplessness you just you're right you can't yeah Yeah. you know what i'm saying doing something your body has to do to survive and then you literally can't Can't. yeah Yeah. so that's my that's my uh thing on waverly hills what do you think i thought it was great right on i thought it was great for sure it's spooky i do want to talk real quick about uh a dude that we uh might be doing a interview with coming up here really soon and the reason i'm bringing in in here at this at this point of our of our story here there's a reason i'm putting it right here to make this announcement is is that one of his first experiences as more of an adult Mm -hmm. was him taking a trip to waverly hill sanatorium and with him and his buddies yeah yeah and he's got some He's got some stories about what happened to him while he was in Waverly. Pretty wild story. It's yeah. I'm I'm reading his book right now, and that's where I'm getting the yeah. information. But Connor Biddle is coming to Team Indiana's uh, story. Our first guest. Our first guest, and he'll be in the studio. No, no, no. I rephrase that. He will not be in the studio. He will not be in the studio. He will not be in the studio. <laughs> He will, we will do an interview with him on June 20th. Yeah, a video interview. we'll have it out after that. But, so I don't know, I'm not sure when this episode particularly is going to happen, when it's going to be released. I'd have to look at my calendar, but. Look forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a great interview. Mm -hmm. He has done some amazing things. He's also got two books out and he's got a third on the way. So if you get a chance, go to YouTube, look up paranormal encounters mm-hmm. and then you can get his books on amazon or I, I do believe amazon yeah amazon that's where sky bottom right on yeah but he's got like 10.2 thousand oh, yeah youtube he's... subscribers like and he's uh he's locally yeah he's here. a local boy yeah. yeah and that's what makes it even better so i was he in la right now i think he's in colorado colorado yeah so we'll be coming to him he'll be coming to us from from way out there that's why he's not in studio. That's why I said it three times because I messed up. But yeah, we're so looking forward to, to to talking with Connor. But I wanted to put that here because that was one of his one of his big. He was always interested in it, and that he did have something happen to him when he was way younger. But Waverly was kind of his tipping point to you know get deeper into get it. deeper into it. I mean, he's got some great great investigations. If you can go check him out, I can't wait to hear his stories. Oh man, I got some questions for him too. Yeah. So, 
you want to go to Waverly? I'm a big scaredy cat. I don't know if you've known that. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh, I would just because I think it's so interesting. And like, I don't like roller coasters. I don't want to jump out of an airplane. But haunted things, I will freak out the entire time. <laughs> but it's that like adrenaline rush that people get from going on roller coasters and stuff that I get and I would probably go and complain the whole time. I, I, I just, I, I would be, I'd have so much anxiety, you know, until it was done, I'm sure. But you can go. Yeah. There are tours. They're kind of expensive. Though, Not really. They? According to therealwaverly.com, you can take a two-hour paranormal tour for 25 Shut up. Yeah. You can also take a two-and-a-half-hour historical tour, tour for 30 a six-hour public investigation is 90. That's not bad at all. Or you can do a private overnight investigation for $1,000. That's not bad at all. That is on their website. So if you decide you want to go, the address is uh, 4400 Paralee Drive, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Parally. Parally. Like paranormal. Parally. P A R A L E E. Parally. Yeah. It's para. Like paranormal. Yeah. Okay. Para. You did say that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> no, like, no, it's, okay. no, it's parally. <laughs> it's parally, not paranormal. <gasps> uh, the phone number is 502 How long does it take to get there? Like six hours? It'd probably be, let's see, Louisville. Let's see. Let's see. What is it? Two hours south of Indy? About two hours down through there. So I would say anywhere between four to six hours. I'm not 100% sure. Two hours to Indy. We're going. Two, two and a half hours. Oh, God. I don't know if I can handle it. (laughs) We'll go as a big group. Okay. Let's go. There's power in numbers. Power in numbers. And everybody only think about unicorns and And, rainbows. And and happy fairies and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Not fairies. They'll eat us. So there you go. (laughs) That's a good story. Thank you. Good stories. Lots of, just so much information. I'm sure I missed things that that are there that. It's a popular one because there's so much information about it. Well, and Would you go? Would you go like willingly? Would you go? Man, I don't know. I, I, I truly have this thing about Waverly. I don't know what it is. Gives you the heebie-jeebies. No, I, I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. You know, I my did my did my first two on, you know, the Hotel Galvez and then the Puck Wedgies, and then I wanted to do something you know more more dark than you know walking through the woods looking for a little fuzzy animal <laughs> or a fuzzy man, but. I wanted to do something more dark, and and there was nothing else that I wanted to do away really. I mean, yeah. that was the first thing that came to mind. It's like that's what I want to do. I want to I want to talk about this. I want to get into it. Reading about it and actually physically going there is two different things. Yeah, the building looks amazing. They say when you drive up on this thing, it is absolutely amazing sight to see. It is so big. It's funny because I. For some reason, because I know of Waverly, but I don't know like the details. And for some reason, I always always thought it was like sanatorium, mm-hmm. not sanatorium. And I was thinking it was more of a. I knew there was TB right. patients there, yep. but I thought it was more for like 
like a mental health hospital. Right. Because of just how insane it is. Because a lot of times, um, like places that were sanatoriums or whatever, um, mental health facilities, they have a lot of bad energy and a lot of stuff is stuck there. That's a lot of evil when you get into stuff like that. Even like therapist office and stuff, Mm -hmm. they have such a, the air is just thick and different because there's so much trauma or anxiety or depression, like all these things there that are, you know, accumulating into... Just making the energy just icky. So that's why I always thought it was a sanatorium yep. and not a sanatorium. Sanatorium. That's why I had to be really careful when I said it because I didn't want to say, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mix it up now, so I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I, I probably would go if we were all going in a group and we just went and did it. Yeah, we should. We keep talking about all this shit we're going to go do, and we, we have got to do it. We still need to go up to Laporte to the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Summer's coming. We're going to squeeze all this shit in. We need to write a list. Yeah. Just, yeah. Start Just put it up on the wall. <laughs> Checking them off. Bucket list. <laughs> all right. So I want to run through our uh, Golden Mojo Entertainment family real quick. Uh, you get a chance to go check out The Call Guys. That's with Gunner and Colton. They're killing it. They're doing a great job. Their last episode was was amazing. And I will be doing a, a guest spot on episode 10 whenever it comes out, hey. which it might be. It might come out before this one does. I'm not 100%. probably will. There might be a surprise collaboration. There is some talks between the call guys and Murd Nerds, which is Alicia and Ashley's true crime podcast all about um true crime and mur- unsolved murders in the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they are literally killing it because they are no about to hit 10,000 listens. Congratulations. Thanks. I, I can't believe it. We're literally like 40 listens away. Nice. It's nuts. I'm, I'm super excited. Super uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be uh, going live on Facebook to do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's going to be, Way before this comes out. <laughs> yeah, but keep yeah. an eye because we might be doing more giveaways in the future. And we might be doing some more Facebook Live just for fun. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be it's gonna be cool. I'm going to dig it. And, of course, uh, there is Golden Image Podcast, which is yours truly, Golden Jay, Chico Noise from the Call Guys, and the Skywalker. <laughs> He's kind of got that name now. I actually gave it to him. It's kind of stuck. So, the Skywalker where we do all of your favorite things to do in Northern Indiana. We want to we want to get you on an adventure whether it be a brewery, a restaurant, a Comic-Con, it doesn't matter. We just like to we get out and experience things and tell you about it so you can go enjoy them too. Lots of festivals coming up this yeah. summer. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited cuz I'm pretty sure Gunner's going to go over the wine the wine festival he just mm-hmm. went to, so we're going to get into that. We actually won't start recording again until mid-June. Where we'll have Laura Balky in studio with us, and she is so talented. I watched the music video for Did you? Uh, for Wichita. Yeah, Did loved it. Go back and uh, listen to her uh, vintage show. Yeah, it's it's she's amazing, and she is so cool. It's it's interesting because you know we're a bunch we're a bunch of dudes doing this uh, this radio station, and I told him I said you got a lady coming in. Tone it down. Yeah, she was just as bad as all the rest of oh, us. So, yeah, God love her. I love that girl. It's she, definitely like like a folky, 
vibe. Yeah. Just that's totally what I love is like folky, <sighs> real like uh, I don't I don't know like westerny. Yeah, like the music video was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. I'll so. just send you the one she did for uh, one of her other songs where she actually shaved her head in the video. No shit. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she was. <laughs> it was a, a shout out to one of her um, family. I think it was family members that had cancer. It's kind of a standby, a standby me type thing. Where, yeah, you know. That's what Ashley did for Murder Nerds. Oh really? Yeah, that's why she cut her hair. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that. I thought she just cut it's it for. Nope, her and her sister in solidarity. Nice. That, so. That's amazing. Yeah. See, I, she didn't tell me that. She just said, like, my new haircut? I'm like, yeah, I, I do. don't think she's telling many people, so here I am. Oh. <laughs> blasting it on the wall. Blasting I, it out there. I think maybe if somebody asked, she wouldn't. She's not, yeah. She's not keeping it like a secret, right. but, yeah. She's just not running around. Look what I did. Yeah. Like, she's not trying to get attention from it. But, exactly. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, there you go. That is the Golden Mojo Entertainment family. We're so happy to be a part of it here at uh, the United States of Paranormal. You know, it's our baby. It is our baby. It's pretty much, yeah, it's our been, baby. It's, it's been awesome watching it progress. Oh, my so. God. It's amazing. It's and been it's awesome all... working with Logan and yes. Matt and Bose. They're they're killing it, too. So. Yes, they are. And we want to thank you, the listeners and the fans out there, the people buying merchandise and and going out and spending your time listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. I know it kind of went a little bit longer. There's just a lot of information mm-hmm. to get to. Speaking of merchandise, if you like us here in Indiana, you should go buy a Boozers shirt. A Boozers. The Boozers. Yep. It's on our merch store. Yep. We should have a competition on who can sell Boozers, who will win, the Boozers or Tejas. That's a that's <laughs> a flag you're putting up there that uh, it might get interesting. <laughs> Team, are you team Tejas or team Boozer? Yep. Let's see. Got that? (laughs) All right, my guys and gals, thank you again for hanging out with us, and we'll see you on the other side. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.